0: From the betting capital of the world.
1: Vegas, baby, Vegas!
0: It's Wager Talk with Teddy Covers at
2: Ralph Michaels. It's the, the the thursday here in Sin City, and you're watching Wager Talk. I'm Ted Sobransky a.k.a. Teddy Covers, at Teddy underscore Covers on Twitter. Joined by my co-host and good friend, Ralph Michaels, at CalSportsLV on Twitter. Welcome, those of you watching on the SportsGrid TV Network. Welcome to Zubo viewers on Channel 719. Welcome to those who you listening on the iHeartRadio Network and all of our podcast outlets on today's show. We're loaded. (laughs) I mean, Thursdays are loaded. NBA, college football. We're not going to talk NHL, but it's going on. NFL, uh, so much going on. Plus, we have John Murray from the Superbook USA here in Las Vegas. Join us later in the show. Let's get into it, right into it from the start, Ralph. Bad beats, bad bets, and bad for the books. What happened last night? Another bottom feeder no-show in the MAC. This can't be good for bookmakers. We saw Akron get blown out on Tuesday night. Last night, it was Bowling Green, a no-show on national TV. Miami-O took him to the woodshed.
3: It was one of those games, Teddy, where my power ratings actually had Had me favoring Miami of Ohio, but I just looked at their offense and I said, there's no way they're going to get margin against BG. We're seeing some historically bad teams. BG's one of them. Miami, 44
2: points. (laughs) Easy peasy. If you had the Red Hawks last night, let's talk about the other game, because this one was both exciting and interesting in terms of from a point spread perspective, from a total perspective at the end of the game. There's been a lot of criticism about Toledo's play calling on the final drive, deservedly so. When you're thrown over the middle with no timeouts and you can't spike the football and you run out a clock instead of kicking a field goal twice in the same game, once before halftime, once at the end, you're going to take heat. But what got overlooked in that was literally one flag made all the difference in that game. It's third and long (laughs) Uh, for Northern Illinois. The score is tied. They're in their own territory. and The quarterback gets blitzed, chucks it away, throws it way downfield. They're going to have to punt. Toledo's going to get the ball with all the momentum and three minutes left, and they're going to win the game and cover the spread. But the flag comes out. Oops. A little bit. of. I mean, it really, I don't think it made any difference on the play, but the ref threw the flag, and the flag was pass interference, and lo and behold, Northern Illinois' drive continues. They run out most of the clock, and they end up kicking the game-winning field goal. Bottom line, the laundry made a difference. Northern Illinois gets the win at Toledo.
3: Yeah, I mean, it made a big deal, too, when they crushed the quarterback and and it was targeting and and lose one of their best defensive players, you know, uh, on that hit. So uh, Toledo's offense impressed me without their main quarterback being in, putting up 508 yards and 24 first downs. But, you know, you lose the turnover battle, you you lose the sack battle on the line of scrimmage. And Northern Illinois is one of those solid teams that doesn't make mistakes often and doesn't beat themselves.
2: Yeah, and of course, the glass bowl last night, it was cold, and there wasn't a huge crowd there. Sometimes that field matters. Last night didn't make a whole lot of difference. We had one of those things that bookmakers hate yesterday in the NBA, when a player, a star player decides, or the team decides he's going to sit out, or he decides he's going to sit out on the second of back-to-backs, and the money pours in the other way. And the books face real liability on these games. Yesterday was like a four-point line move with Embiid sitting. And the books paid the price. Orlando, wire to wire, a blowout over the 76ers. Not a good result for the house. And it was all about one guy sitting, Joel Embiid.
3: Well, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a question mark to that wire to wire, Teddy. Philadelphia was up by one point going into the fourth quarter. Orlando just outscored them thirty two to fifteen. So, you know, we saw Philadelphia in the fourth quarter a lot in that fourth quarter. I'm sure had to do with the battle they had against the Cavs the night before.
2: Yeah, wire to wire wasn't the appropriate terminology. There. That being said, it felt to me like Orlando was in control of that game, even though. There was a run from Philadelphia to make it interesting in the second half. The Magic got the job done. Philly ran out of gas late, and that's what you expect on the second of back-to-backs playing without your superstar. The books took a beating on that one. There's bad beats and there's tough beats. I call this one a tough beat, all right? When you're laying points in the NBA, funny things can and do happen with the lead. It's not like the Celtics dominated wire-to-wire, but they controlled the fourth quarter They were in position to cover. They were comfortably ahead, leading by 16 with, I think, four minutes left. And then all of a sudden, the Wizards hit a shot and another shot and another shot and another shot. And next thing you know, it's a 12-0 run. The Wizards get the cover against the Celtics. That's a tough beat. That's not a bad beat.
3: It is. I mean, if you look at the fourth quarter scoring, Boston had 38, Washington had 37. 75 points scored in the fourth quarter. But teams, teams are allowed to relax if you have that lead. If you have a 12-0 run against you and you still win the game by seven, that just shows you handled what you needed to do the first three and a
2: half quarters. Sure. And, of course, uh, that lead actually got cut to four, and Brad Stevens was not amused in the closing seconds. Bottom line, Wizards get the money. The Rockets and Clippers stayed 40 points under the total. Houston cashing under tickets, game in, game out right now, Ralph.
3: Well, they asked Harden about it, and Harden said, well, you know, we could score, but our defense is going to take us to the next level. So perhaps they've had a a little team talk there after getting run over defensively the first couple games. Houston now one in six over-unders, or six unders and one over their last seven games.
2: We talked about the books paying a price when Joel Embiid set for Philadelphia yesterday. They did not pay a price. With Anthony Davis sitting for the L.A. Lakers, lots of sharp money against L.A. with no A.D., but the books cleaned up because the Warriors didn't show Lakers win and cover with ease against bottom feeder Golden State.
3: It's not a it's not a stat you can predict, but when NBA teams have over 30 assists, the Lakers had 31 assists. You've covered 80% of the time. 83% of those games have gone over. The Wizards have allowed five teams to get 30 or more assists. The Warriors have allowed six teams to do that.
2: And we didn't get a chance to talk about Villanova losing by 25 after being bet up by favorites against Ohio State. We'll get that another time. Line Movers coming up when Wager Talk continues. We talked about following Ralph and I on Twitter. I'm at Teddy underscore covered. Ralph's at cal sports LV. Forget about us, for, You should be following Sports Grid. You really should. The Sports Grid Network on YouTube. All fantasy and sports wagering, wagering all the time. And of course, on Instagram at Sports Grid TV. On YouTube, Sports Grid Network. On Instagram at Sports Grid TV. Please give a follow today. You won't be disappointed. Let's talk line movers. Ralphs. where the money is going and why is it going in that direction? And we've seen a big move so far today. Nothing but Clippers money against the injury-riddled Pelicans in NBA action this evening. And that's despite the fact that Kawhi is going to sit tonight. Patrick Beverly is going to sit tonight for LA. But Paul George will officially join the Clippers lineup in the regular season today. That's making a difference. And the Brandon Ingram injury, New Orleans injury-riddled, not playing much defense, and they could be without one of their best players in Brandon Ingram tonight.
3: Yeah, I mean, Ingram was a late scratch last game. Uh, Alvin Gentry says, well, you can't feel sorry. We can't feel sorry for ourselves. But no Zion, no point guard in ball, missing leading scorer Brandon Ingram. You know, you're putting together a lot of broken pieces there for the Pelicans.
2: Yeah, and for a team that's not playing defense, I'm not surprised at all. The Clips taking money even on the second of back-to-backs. That's not a surprise to me. When it comes to the Phoenix Suns, one of the -the under-the-radar stories in the NBA coming out of the gate, this team has been a bottom feeder for a decade plus. This year, they've been competitive. But we're seeing for the first time, Phoenix being asked to lay a real price. Nothing but Suns money today. Suns up to seven and a half against Atlanta. Atlanta's been feisty competitive. They're also without John Collins and then without Kevin Herter today. Certainly two impact players for a roster that's not particularly deep. But Ralph, this is a whole different point spread range from where we've been seeing Phoenix so far this season. They haven't laid more than three and a half in any game tonight. They're being asked to lay seven and a half.
3: It's not a game I would jump on. Again, you have to learn how to win, and then you have to learn how to win and cover. Don't know if Phoenix is to that stage yet. I will say this, looking back through their schedule, Teddy, after their three previous losses, they covered against the Clippers by 16, they covered against the Warriors by 16, and they covered against the Nets by 23. So we're talking almost a 20-point-per-game cover after their previous three straight-up losses.
2: And that's the kind of thing that I pay a lot of attention to, but they're in a different role tonight, again, being asked to lay a big price. This game's seen a lot of betting action today, and it's been two ways because nobody knows, somebody seems to know if Miles Powell is going to play. The first report I read is he was going to be out long-term. Then I saw something today that said he might go tonight, and the markets are moving that way. College hoops, Michigan State, Seton Hall, Sparty, a five-point road favorite, but we don't know yet if the Pirates' best scorer is going to be in the lineup.
3: I will tell our viewers this. If you tune into the game and you see... Miles Powell on the bench, not playing. You absolutely jump in and bet the game if the line hasn't gone crazy. Kevin Willard said it was going to be a long term injury to coach of Seton Hall. Then Powell shot around Tuesday. Powell shot around Wednesday. Willard said, listen, his ankle is not good. It is not bad. It is okay. It'll be a game time decision.
2: So, one of the things I love about this show, Ralph, and one of the things I'm excited about working with you every day is I get to ask you all these trends and angles questions. And we've got one in play tonight. That's a 19-1 system to the over. Let's talk East Tennessee State and Winthrop. What do we have? Can we call these mid-majors? These are small schools, aren't they?
3: They are. This is one of the added games. And But, you know, this line's only moved to half a point. But I think there's some value. And I wanted to stick this play in somewhere. You know, Winthrop has played three very slow teams. And they still have scored 70 points, including playing St. Mary's, one of the slowest-paced teams. East Tennessee State, when they are a home favorite, the last two seasons they've gone 19 overs and one under. I think there's value with the 148 and a half betting East Tennessee and Winthrop over the total tonight.
2: And that makes a ton of sense. Here's the question, though: When I get into the East Tennessee State, and not that we're talking about schools that, that that are you've never heard of, <laughs> and these aren't those type of schools. But when you get at the level that's below the mid majors. Does the randomness increase? Does the level of play – can you can you find teams to ride at this level? What's your take uh, on the added board and the extra board in college hoops, Ralph?
3: Well, you know, we've seen Furman play very well in Samford. You know, East Tennessee State is a 20-plus win team, which has a, an incredible coach in Steve Forbes. And I, I think if the team is a stable winning team like East Tennessee State is – You have the same coach who's been there for years. I think the randomness is no different than a big team. If you have some of those teams that might be six wins one year, 18 the next, back down to 10, where they're getting some talent and then losing that talent, I think that's a different scenario.
2: Sure, East Tennessee State certainly hasn't been in that situation in recent season that has been a stable and quality program in recent years. Let's talk a little football. And this one certainly stands out. We've seen the reports today that Jacoby Brissett has been upgraded to probable. And he's likely to play on Sunday for the Colts. T.Y. Hilton, on the other hand, is not going to play against Jacksonville. And the markets continue to move towards the Jaguars. This game's sitting around three right now. Nick Foles is going to be taking over, obviously, behind center for Gardner Minshew. And that's an upgrade, and this is a This is an offense that Indy hasn't seen on tape, necessarily. Jags could be hiding things with their original starting quarterback in play this week. But usually when the QB gets upgraded to probable, and, and you're going to see him instead of the third stringer, the markets react. In this instance, Ralph, even though this is on line movers, the markets aren't reacting towards Indy, despite their quarterbacks going to play.
3: I'm going to throw it to you, Teddy. We've talked about differences between ones and twos. Now that you've seen Brissett, what's your difference between him and Hoyer?
2: I think he's worth a field goal or close to it. Maybe, maybe two, I totally two agree. and a half, three points.
3: I might have said four, so I completely agree with you. Total different mm-hmm. dynamic with if Brissett's going to play this game instead of Hoyer.
2: Exactly, but Hilton still out for Indy, and Indy, of course, has lost their last two games, and you point the finger right at Adam Vinatieri, he cost them both contests, and Vinatieri's still going to be there on Sunday. He's one of those kickers that has not yet been cut. Uh, let's talk some college football, and this one has been a big line move over the last 24 hours, heavy Marshall money pouring in on tonight against Louisiana Tech, despite the fact you look at Skip Holtz's track record as a road dog, Pretty darn good. You look at La Tech's season, they haven't lost since opening day. What's all the money for Marshall? Is this all about defense? Is this injury? What's your take? Marshall, Louisiana Tech, Friday night TV game.
3: Marshall has completely impressed me the last couple weeks. You know, winning at FAU is one thing taking care of Western, I mean, taking care of Western Kentucky, who I thought they would struggle against and then beating rice. So, you know, you have a rested team at home and you, you know, you have Doc Holiday, you have a head coach who's been there and done that and is used to winning CUSA titles. You know, he still only has one loss in conference play. I think you're starting to see that old Marshall money jump back on the thundering herd.
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm a little bit. I mean, again, you look at Holtz's track record. And in Louisiana Tech games, you want to be taking underdogs. Marshall defensively solid. I'm not convinced that they can trade touchdown for touchdown with Louisiana Tech. That's a potent bold offense. This is not a line move that I personally agree with. Let's talk LSU and Ole Miss. Ole Miss 0 6 against the spread as a home dog in the Falk era. Well, they're 21 and a half point home dogs this week, and it's LSU's taking the money markets. Not expecting a letdown.
3: Yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't anticipate that beating New Mexico State 41 to three was going to solve all their ills this week, and I don't think it will. Yeah, it looks good as far as your stats go, with 606 yards and holding them to 193. I don't think you're going to get any letup from LSU. at on foot stays on the gas, they
2: run it up. Uh, the markets certainly think so. When we come back. Big game breakdowns, NFL, NBA, college football, all kind of college hoops too. Stay tuned right here on Wager Talk.
4: Terms and conditions apply.
5: At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind-down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you, something to wear fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall. Plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count.
6: If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a paperitarian.
2: You risk free weight dollars. Go to p- comp slash grid, open up a points bet sports wagering account, enter the promo code GRID, G-R-I-D and you'll get two risk free bets up to one thousand dollars. In addition to traditional betting, points bet also offers its own betting concept where customers are rewarded by how much they win their bet. For example, If you're playing tonight's NFL game and you bet the Browns minus three, if they beat the Steelers by five points, you'll receive five times your stake. That's pointsbet.com slash grid. Enter promo code grid and get your two risk-free bets up to $1,000 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. It is a Thursday, Ralph, and on Thursday there is a ton of action all across the board. Lots of TV games tonight, let's get right into them. Cleveland Browns, this is one people are going to be betting on tonight, I'm confident. Minus three, total half 41 against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and everybody knows that Pittsburgh is hot, and everybody knows that the Steelers' defense is changing games right now by themselves. And everybody knows that Baker Mayfield has not having a good season. Everybody knows that Freddie Kitchens is not having a good season. Everyone knows that rookie coaches tend to struggle on Thursday night. And yet, the Browns are holding two and a half, three, mostly threes out there on Cleveland. What's your take? Browns and the Steelers, Thursday night football.
3: We know there's a lot of wise guys in Vegas that uh, are Browns fans and continue to bet the Browns. You know, we question the Browns being a three-point favorite to Buffalo. They pushed that game uh, and this game being a favorite. I will say this. Pittsburgh's run has only included two road games for Mason Rudolph. They had 239 yards and 11 first downs at San Francisco. Against the Chargers, 256 yards. So in his is two rude game, road games. He's really struggled. The Bob Browns defense, very good with their cover cornerbacks back. I look at it, and it's a game where I don't think the Browns should be favored. My line's a little lower. If you want to play the game and have fun, I would be all over a Steelers under teaser in this one thinking that. Teddy, I have one TNA. I want to ask you if this is relevant or not teams that have a 5 and 4 record. So you just broke over that Mendoza line and you're off a win. So you're 5 and 4, you're off a win and now you're a dog. Those teams have gone 5 and 20 against the spread. Those teams have gone 2 and 12 as an away dog since 2012, covering only 12.5%. Those fades this week are Pittsburgh and Philly. Does it make sense to you?
2: It makes sense to me. And Philly makes less sense because they're coming off a bye. And I might, uh, you know, it's not the next week after they uh, got over. But you can think about the concept of Pittsburgh struggling to get to 500, getting over 500 and then exhaling on the short week. That sounds to me, that's something that is very reasonable, especially when we're talking about these teams that have just won to get to five and four. So, you know, they're not elite teams. These are mediocre to pretty good teams. That's an angle that makes a lot of sense, Ralph. And it is not an angle that favors the Pittsburgh Steelers tonight. Let's talk college football. A pair of watch and win opportunities. We'll start at Kent State University. The Golden Flashes, six-point home underdogs to Buffalo. Total of 56. And Buffalo coming on like a freight train down the stretch. And it's been their defense, particularly their front seven on defense. They are blowing teams up at the line of scrimmage. We've seen nothing but Buffalo money all week. What's your take in another weeknight matching game between Buffalo and Kent?
3: Completely understand the Buffalo money. You look at Buffalo's schedule. They have four losses. But the only two games they got outgained in when they went to Liberty and at home against Temple, that's it. They outgained Penn State on the road. This is a team that has a legitimate defense. My power ratings, though, still have me leaning with the home dog. You know, people don't realize how good of a quarterback Dustin Crum is. He's an Auburn transfer. He has a 13-1 ratio. He leads the team with rushing, not because he's having great numbers, but because they don't have any rush attack. I, I just struggle with Buffalo's offense giving them enough credit to get this margin on the road. So, slightest of leans. To the golden to the uh golden flashes.
2: Yeah. Buffalo most assuredly a defense first uh football team. That front seven is a legitimate unit of strength. Another team that's defense first has been the Pitt Panthers all year. Kenny Pickett, their quarterback. He's what do we call him? A ham and egger, a dink and dunker. He's not going to lose your games, but you don't want to ask Kenny Pickett to win you games. Pittsburgh, minus four. Total of 49 and a half against North Carolina, and it looks like it's going to be pit weather tonight. Game time temperatures could drop below 30.
3: I'm gonna argue for a minute there, Teddy. He can lose you games. He only has a nine-eight ratio, and he certainly lost you the Miami of Florida game with a couple horrible throws. If he doesn't lose you games, that Pitts defense is good enough to win. So that's the difference when you're talking about Kenny Pickett. I'm very impressed with with North Carolina, despite only four wins and having a four and five record. Mac Brown, the way he's kept his team together, not many coaches would be able to lose to Wake Forest by four, then lose to App State by three and then take Clemson to the wire and only lose by one. Then turn it around to beat Georgia Tech and a week later beat Duke. But Pittsburgh has 40 sacks on the year. They're, they're in the top five in the country couple games where the true freshman, Sam Howell, has gotten blitzed. Wake Forest, he got sacked six times. They only scored 18 points. Virginia Tech, he got sacked five times. He still was very productive, but that was a loss as well. I give Pitts D the best unit on the field, therefore giving them the edge tonight.
2: Sure, and I was reading the local papers out of North Carolina this morning out of Chapel Hill, and they were very concerned about that Panthers pass rush. From the commentators to the coaches to the players, uh, North Carolina put a lot of emphasis into protecting Sam Howell from the blitz. Likely to be one-on-one coverage to the outside, and that's something that the Tar Heels will need to take advantage of if they're going to win the game and or cover the point spread. In the NBA tonight, we have an early season revenge matchup. Last Friday night, Dallas, minus 11 at home. They were out of sync the whole game. (laughs) I mean, they really were. Porzingis against his former team, well, the former team won outright in Dallas' 11-point dogs. And now the Mavs get a chance for short turnaround revenge. They travel to Madison Square Garden. There's been nothing but Dallas money. Dallas, seven and a half, totaled 216 and a half against a Knicks team that, if they're not the worst team in the NBA, they're pretty darn close. You're talking about home court advantages? Knicks don't have one at Madison Square Garden. Mavs, minus seven and a half on the road in New York. This is an NBA on TNT showdown.
3: We often hear now about how coaches are getting the pat on the back and they're not on the hot seat. Well, after the Knicks upset Dallas, they lost to Chicago and Cleveland by 39 points. And the GM went out and said he's now on the hot seat. I mean, how rare is that? Ten games into a season, you're telling your coach he's on the hot seat. That's not the kind of team I could ever back.
2: Yeah, for me, the Knicks are a one-way team right now myself, Ralph. If I'm not fading the Knicks, I'm not getting involved. It'd be Dallas or pass for this better. Let's talk some college football. And we'll get a chance to do more of this in our next segment with John Murray from Superbook USA. But let's start with some of the real marquee games for the weekend. Oklahoma, and they're taking money right now. They were minus 10. I know it's up to 10 and a half, even 11 showing at Baylor. Baylor's undefeated. They haven't lost. And they're 10 and a half point home dogs. A lot of respect for the Sooners in the betting marketplace this week, even though Oklahoma's defense has looked real spotty the last couple of weeks. Why is the wise guy money coming for the favorite here? Is it wise guy money? What's your take on this game? A little bit of a head scratcher when it comes to this point spread, Ralph.
3: I think so many people have wanted to play against uh, Baylor, including me. I've got burned several times playing against them, thinking that they had a very fake, undefeated record. But let me throw out this angle. Since 1982, when teams from week 10 on, so you're at least 8-0 with two buys, you're 9-0 with one buy, or you're, you're 10-0 with no buys. From week 10 on, undefeated home dogs have gone 15-4 and against the spread, 79%. Makes complete sense to me. You learn how to win games. Winning is contagious. You feel disrespected because you're a home dog. Oh, yeah. By the way, of all of those home dogs since 1982, this is the largest line there's been. I I am finally on the Baylor Bears, so now they'll probably get crushed since I switched sides. But Oklahoma State's <laughs> defense along 477 to Iowa State, along 426 to Kansas State. I, I think Baylor plus the points.
2: And the market's not agreeing with you on this one, at least not so far, Ralph. We'll see what happens on game day. Let's talk a couple more college football before the break. This one stood out to me as being an interesting game to talk about. USC road chalk at Cal. The Trojans minus six and a half, total 48 and a half. USC escaped with the win against Arizona State. Cal didn't escape. Cal was pretty dominant last week. Monster had his first game, and that's a pretty darn good Bears defense to be giving this many points to at home.
3: The Bears defense has allowed 24 points or less than 15 of their last 16 games. The only game that wasn't true was against Utah. Well, why wasn't it true against Utah? Because their number one quarterback was hurt their number two quarterback was hurt and they had to use a number three quarterback who kept going three and out giving Utah great field position we saw last week with monster back in the number two quarterback when he's semi-efficient that defense is completely legit I lean with California
2: I'm with you on that one I was waiting for a seven I don't know that I'm gonna see a seven with Cal so we'll continue to wait and if we don't see one before kickoff maybe we get involved at six and a half. So many big games. So many interesting tidbits to learn. We've got oddsmaker odds maker. Not just anyone. We've got John Patrick Murray from Superbook USA coming up on Wager Talk next. Stay tuned for the break. This is going to be a loaded segment.
5: At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind-down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you, something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall. Plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count.
6: If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian
2: Welcome back to Wager Talk. Teddy Covers and Ralph Michaels breaking down the world of Sports you on a Thursday. And we have arguably my favorite segment of the week. Certainly one of the best segments of the week. And that, of course, means we're bringing in John Murray, the director of race and sports. Superbook USA at the Westgate. At Vegas Murray on Twitter. At Kelly Murray Show. He does a great show every week with our good friend Kelly in Vegas. John, welcome to Wager Talk. What's up, guys? How we doing? Kelly,
1: don't remind me about Kelly. She's driving me crazy on, on social media right now. I'm, try, I'm just trying to work.
2: I'm just trying to live my life here. How are you guys doing? <laughs> you were cracking me up on the... I, I love your new uh, Twitter bio, which was oh, yeah, uh, pretty yeah, funny yeah. today. Yeah. <laughs> but here's my question. I appreciate that. That was sure her idea. She, apparently... Well, go, go, go. Well, I was just going to say,
1: apparently she thinks that she can also control my Twitter bio, which... Apparently she can
2: because she's accomplished that feat. I changed it for her. So, what can you do? <laughs> it's good work if you can get it. We give Kelly in Vegas all the credit. <laughs> but let me ask you this: Superbook USA at the Westgate, the Superbook at the Westgate. Mm. What's what's the title? Uh, there's a branding issue I have with this sports book. Oh,
1: well, the official title would be the Super uh, the Superbook at Westgate Las Vegas. Superbook at Westgate Las Vegas. And we hope to expand in the future and have a Superbook at insert this property or that property all over the country someday.
2: But I know it's a, it's a bit that's of a mouthful, but we would say Superbook at Westgate Las Vegas. That's fine. I, I, I know that Superbook USA was out there for a little while, but that's not how we're being branded. So let me ask you this. These five sport nights in November, we have NHL, NBA, college football, college hoops, NFL. And I know that happens in the summer when you have baseball and tennis and auto racing and all of that but it feels like at this time of year there's more chances of mistakes. Is it hard to book in November? Yeah,
1: I mean there's nothing uh, there's probably nothing harder for the guys that are in the trenches booking all the games than those Saturdays where college football and college basketball overlap. Now there's only a few of those days a year but there's just so many games, there's so many half times, there's so many scores for our admin guys to post. There's definitely more of an opportunity to make a mistake, but that's why we've got more sets of eyes on it, more computers running, and just everyone's double-checking each other's work, looking over everything to do everything we possibly can
2: to make sure there aren't any mistakes. Well, we're hoping that you make at least one. (laughs) Throw us a bone (laughs) over here. Let me ask you this. No, I can't do that. Hey, college football's been good to the bettors. College football's been good good to the, the betting public, I think. NFL, not so much. Yeah, exactly. And and, and, uh, listen, you don't need to throw us a bone. We can, well, we'll do our best to find our own bones. But I want to ask about this early season college hoop, this early season NBA. Do you guys stress over this stuff? Is the, is the handle big enough that it's, oh my God, we have a huge decision tonight in college hoops or NBA or is it mostly the smattering of action. And you worry about this a lot more once the calendar turns to 2020.
1: You know, it's really like anything else. You, you can make your decisions as big or as small as you want them to be. If you want to give a big bet to maybe a house player, a casino player, you can sell back whatever you don't want to book. And then uh, I wouldn't say that we stress over it. I mean, we, it's really up to us how big these decisions get to be unless there's some sort of a random parlay, and there's nothing you can do about that. Like a big 7 or 18 parlay hits, what are you going to do? But really, it's just business as usual. I mean, we had a big decision last night on the Lakers. We lost quite a bit of money on the Lakers, but we want it all back because the Golden Knights lost. I mean, it's just that's just bookmaking this time of year. There's so much stuff going on, and there's going to be some good and there's gonna be some bad.
3: John, you brought up the Golden Knights, and for those you know, this is a national show. But, you know, the Vegas Knights here caught Vegas. I mean, it was just an inferno that first year. Is the handle still crazy on the
1: Knights? On the home games, absolutely. The the Golden Knights home games, we always take a ton of action, and almost all of it on the Golden Knights. We usually do okay as long as they don't cover the goal line, the puck line, whatever you guys want to call it. As long as they don't cover the minus one and a half, we usually do fine. And when they do lose outright as a big home favorite, It's a very good result for the book, and last night was certainly a very good result for us, even though the Blackhawks are a very popular team, of course, and there was a lot of Blackhawks fans at the game. The money bet here at the Westgate, at least, was all on the Golden Knights, and it was a huge win for the book. Well, let's talk
3: about the game tonight in the NFL, the Browns and the Steelers. It's nice to have a competitive game, at least line-wise. Does that increase the volume? Tell us about the Steelers and the Browns.
1: It does. I mean, anytime you get any, any, like, a fight or a game where the point spread's a little bit closer, it's going to be better for handle. I can tell you guys, we're seeing mostly bets on the Steelers here. Looking at a ticket count of about 3-1 to one on the underdog Pittsburgh Steelers, we did take a pretty big bet this morning. A guy came in, he bet Brown's money line for 30000 to win 20000 So there is some money in there on Cleveland, too. But right now, most of the public action is coming in on Pittsburgh. Looks to be
2: a very good handle game better than some of the recent thursday night games so steelers with a three to one ticket count that would be a popular underdog it looks like the other underdog are in college football tonight we've got a popular underdog as well we're talking about pitt and north carolina what kind of action are you seeing at the westgate super bowl
1: yeah there's some money in there on north carolina there there's a few more tickets on north carolina than pitt but really the game college football tonight we're seeing a very one-sided ticket count is on buffalo everyone's betting Buffalo. They're on the road at Kent state numbers actually gone the other way. We went from Kent state plus six down to Kent state plus five and a half. We just kind of moved with the market on that one, but the public play tonight in college football, at least certainly is on Buffalo.
3: Teddy and I talked about the Mavs and Knicks earlier, and it looks like the Dallas Mavericks are taking some money. Are, are the mm. Knicks falling apart? At least it looks so internally. Uh, is that, is that the way the action's going at the Superbook
1: Well, the Knicks would have to be put together to fall apart, right? I mean, I, I don't know that the <laughs> Knicks, uh the Knicks have fallen apart like 10 years ago. Uh, I, Dallas, a very popular team in the betting markets right now. Luka Doncic is like must-see TV. The kid is absolutely unbelievable. We're seeing about a 5-to-1 ticket count on the Mavericks here, and that number's moved up from minus 7 to minus 7.5. So it looks like we will need the Knicks to – pull themselves together for one night and hopefully they can cover the
2: spread for us tonight. And what about the other uh, TV game for tonight with the other team from the New York metropolitan area? That's the Nets. They're in Denver against the Nuggets. Looks like Kyrie Irving has been upgraded to probable as the line moved as a result of Irving's injury status.
1: Yeah. Denver was originally an eight and a half point favorite. Now they're a seven and a half point favorite Kyrie Irving putting up some very impressive scoring numbers I don't know that he's somebody that I would want on my favorite NBA team, but he's certainly a guy that can score the basketball. There's no doubt about that. And him being uh, probable for tonight is why you've seen a little bit of an adjustment in the point spread there.
3: John, the last two years in college basketball have been unlike any with the way they started off opening night with one, two, three and four ACC conference games. And now the Gavit games with the Big Ten against the Big East. I know there was big line movement on Ohio State Villanova. Are we seeing any action tonight on those two prime games or any other games?
1: You know, for the most part, this early in the college basketball season, almost all of the handle you're going to get is from like professional bettors, arbitrage players, and that's really all we're seeing here is guys playing service plays, guys playing, chasing the screen around. The public is still really only focused on college and professional football. They're not really jumping into the college basketball yet. They'll turn their attention to college hoops once the football season winds down. So for now, you're mostly just chasing the screen around, trying to keep up with all these board cleaners.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm the same way. When it comes to college hoops, it's hard to put the work in in November when there's so much else going on. Post Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. I'm sure the handle will rise and the public will get involved more. That's when I tend to get involved more. Yeah, and I can tell you guys. now.
1: I'll tell you this, too. The, the sharp stuff we see this time of year in college basketball wins at a very, very good clip. These guys, these, these service, some of these services, some of these other professional betters, are absolutely ahead of the market, specifically in the totals market in college hoops, and those plays do quite well. That's why the limits are so low on something like a first half or a second half college basketball total. You've got to keep those limits low because some of those groups are just ahead of the market
2: yeah man (laughs) there's a difficult groups to book to I'm sure let's talk some college football uh for the weekend let's start Friday night this game intrigued me and it intrigued me in part Mm -hmm. because it looks like the money's coming for Fresno why have the markets crashed on San Diego State and what's the action for the Bulldogs and the Aztecs Friday night TV
1: game a lot of sharp money on Fresno you know we had a guy we had a group take two and a half on Fresno another group took one Where it. Pick 'em them right now and i'm seeing some books offshore and in town have actually shifted to fresno favored fresno minus one in some spots now kind of reminds me of south florida temple last week where we saw this money coming in on south florida and they ended up closing favorite after favorite after opening plus two and a half they lost that game that was last thursday night but a similar betting patterns here where a lot of the wise guys are coming in and they're taking fresno state at least here at our book
3: The Minnesota Golden Gophers proved at least they can be undefeated by beating Penn State at home. I'm going to be looking to fade them this week. They've only played at Fresno, at Purdue, at Rutgers. They now travel to Iowa. Are people believers in the Gophers or time to fade them?
1: Well, everybody's on the Gophers, and you know, not that I really believe in this sort of thing that much, but this is a classic letdown spot, if you're talking about the Minnesota Golden Gophers, that could have been the biggest win in the history of the Minnesota football program last Saturday, beating Penn State, now they go on the road against a solid Iowa team, they're getting three points, it's about a three to one ticket count on the dog here, on the Gophers, makes me think Iowa's probably the right side here, but I hate to fade P.J. Fleck, that guy's a hell of a coach. (laughs)
2: <laughs> he certainly is. The other side of that game from last week, of course, was Penn State, who suffered their first loss of the season. This week, their home favorites against Indiana. What kind of action are you seeing in that game? Uh, pretty split on that game. There's a few more tickets in there on Penn State,
1: which is what you'd expect on a 14-and-a-half-point favorite, but nothing that I would label as sharp play or anything like that. Just a little bit of action on the Nittany Lions.
3: Absolutely color me in the minority in this next game. Uh, yeah, well, I don't think, I think everyone in the world knows which way the money's gone in Notre Dame Navy, how much of it mm-hmm. has gone on the Navy side in your facility?
1: Well, we've mostly been moving with the market on that one. There have been a few bets that came in on, uh, on Navy. a guy took 10, a guy took nine and a half. We're all the way down to seven on this game right now. Irish are minus seven. Certainly Navy, one of the sharper sides of the week in college football. And Navy's just had a great season in general. A very, very good season for them, bouncing back from a disappointing year in 2018.
2: We've got just a few minutes left here with John Murray from the Westgate Superbook here in Las Vegas. And, John, I want to make sure you get a chance to get whatever plugs and promos you want to get in right now so I don't cut you off at the end. Tell people about what's going on at the Westgate this weekend.
1: Well, this weekend we got just college football, NFL. You can reserve a pod or a booth here. I think it's the best place to watch college or pro football is right here at the Westgate Superbook. If anybody's interested in reserving one of those booths, you send an email to our food and beverage uh, director. His name's Andrew Veers, Andrew underscore Veers, V-I-E-R-S at WGResorts.com. Hit Andrew up, reserve a spot to watch the games. You can feel free to ask for me, and I think even your guy's friend, Kelly Stewart, will be here on Sunday. We're going to tape another episode of the Kelly Murray Show, that you guys mentioned earlier in this show. I hope people are enjoying it out there, because it's a labor of love for me, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I like
2: working with Kelly once a week. That's perfect uh, for me. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're dealing Twice with her- a week for Come me on, but- is, is twice... Twice a week is my limit, I think. I love Kelly, though. Yeah, yeah, twice a week is just fine. Listen, John Murray, appreciate your time. Great information, like you've done every week on this show. We look forward to having you on the program again next Thursday to talk more NFL, college football, and college hoops action. When we come back, sports betting in Colorado, 19 states now. Ralph and I will get into it right here on Wager Talk.
5: At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like mother's day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for mother's day, as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you something to wear, that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him. Style and comfort for all, even big and tall. Plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count.
6: If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a paper
2: So it started with one. There was one state in the United States where you could make legal sports wagers. That was Nevada. There were other states that had legalized betting, what Oregon and Delaware, and there was another state, but there were no actual wagers being taken in those states. Then five years ago, yesterday, Adam Silver wrote an editorial in the New York Times and said the NBA, which used to be anti-gambling, well, now we're seen a little bit differently. And from that one editorial and New Jersey's one court case that made it up to the Supreme Court and won, lo and behold, the entire, the entire sports betting landscape has changed. Colorado passed last week. There are now 19 states where you can legally make a sports wager in the U.S., plus D.C. and Puerto Rico. And, Ralph, that number's only going to go up. We talk about what this is going to look like in five years time, 30 states, 40 states, Utah might be a while, Idaho might be a while, Alaska might be a while. Of the populated states, the only one that's not uh, and doing anything with sports betting right now is Florida. Um, this is blowing up faster than you and I could have expected.
3: Yeah, you know, we have to, for those sports betting fans, we have to give Governor Christie a lot of Credit, too. He's the one that went up there and and really started the battle for it from New Jersey. So I'm going to add one more, Teddy. New Mexico, the tribal casinos now have sports books. They have multiple sports books in New Mexico. The state itself does not take them. But here's what you have to do. If you have family or friends in those states, I'll tell you what, have them open accounts. If you have the ability to. When you're getting a lot of local monies on a local teams and you have the ability to play against those local teams, if you're on the other side, you're going to find some great hedges and you're going to find some great advantages if you're in the position to do that.
2: Sure. Nevada, New Jersey, Delaware, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, West Virginia, Mississippi, New Mexico, New York, Arkansas, Oregon, Iowa, Indiana, Montana, Tennessee, Illinois, New Hampshire, North Carolina, now Colorado, Washington, D.C., Puerto Rico. And we're just getting started, folks. Sports betting to stay thank you so much breathe for Teddy time breathe busy- yeah I can do it <laughs> thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to hang out with Ralph and I here on wager talk we'll be back again in 23 hours stay tuned for at the window with Drew Martin and Sean Guastamacchia coming up right now get on the grid stay on the grid the sports grid TV network